So today, we will be talking about setting healthy social media boundaries as a business owner. We all know that social media has completely changed the dynamic of our society. Many of the walls and obstacles that entrepreneurs faced decades ago completely disappeared as the world became more connected. As a business owner, you face the constant balance of being available to connecting and sharing and also being fully present in your own everyday life. I mean, think about it. We're the first generation navigating living our adult life, mothering, and developing vision with social media as an element. So what we do is a part of creating a blueprint of normalcy for the generations to come. We're essentially setting the example. The next generation will look back on us and say, hey, this proved to be a good way to use a tool, or they will look back on us as the cautionary tale of what not to do because the tool overtook us. And yes, social media has the obvious benefits. You get to make relationships and discover like-minded people. You can engage with potential clients. You have a space dedicated to bring brand awareness, and you can easily keep up and check in with people you don't get a chance to see every day, especially if they live far. These are all valued benefits, but here's the thing. These benefits start to justify a lot of behaviors that are less beneficial and becoming all too common. It leads to things like comparison. Every day, you open up your mentality, your spirit, and your overall energy to an onslaught of everyone else's highlight reel. You can go online and feel one way and come off feeling a totally different way, and most of the time, it's unconscious. But your decisions and instincts start being influenced by it, which in turn creates a life of subliminal pressure of not living authentically and true to your own rhythms and values. Or it can lead to over-inspiration. Social media in itself can have you seeing or thinking five different things in the span of a three-inch scroll. One picture or tweet is talking about social injustice, and now you're pissed. Then another is teaching the latest beauty contour trend to fix your nose, and now you're side-eyeing your nostril shape. And the following picture of a perfectly blended green smoothie that someone just made for their breakfast reminds you how your breakfast was a little underachieving, and it was all in the span of 20 seconds. Our minds switch so fast from one thing to the next that it's overwhelming. For a creative, it can be crippling. You get so inspired that you almost don't know what to focus on which then leads into distraction. We scream constantly about not having time. The phrases tired, all over the place, and overwhelmed are used all the time. And most can't seem to manage being available, keeping up, or following through on things that actually matter to you. Even vital things like finding 10 minutes to meditate, praise and worship, journal, or exercise. Yet we can waste four times that popping around on Instagram accounts or checking various platforms that you're on. Funny part is, I promise you, it's more out of habit than actually caring or being stimulated. But it's single-handedly stealing your potential and presence, and on top of that, it allows for bad communication skills and habits to become normal. It should not be normal that the first thing you reach for in the morning is your phone. Let's be honest, that's addiction and allowing technology to set your tone for the day. It's also not normal to go out and hang out with people to just sit on your phone. It is not normal for your child or spouse to see you constantly with the phone glued to your face even when you're having conversation with them. Yet, now it's expected and almost accepted. And then when you finally do put the phone down, the influence can lead to another habit I refer to as staging. The need to share and the outlet of sharing has the indirect consequence of creating the pressure to stage. Staging is when you take more time to pose the circumstance around the effect of the picture than actually experiencing what the picture is representing. It's perfectly normal now to not even be able to drink a cup of coffee or eat without rearranging the entire table to take a picture of the cup or the plate so people can like it. Yes, flat lays are beautiful, but they are so boring and so corny. 
When I see them, all I see is how long it took for them to position everything and the insanely awkward position they are probably now in to take them. I'm not saying that stuff like that is bad or it doesn't have purpose. I mean, my first business was photography based. I get the power of imagery and how flat lays are an element in you know modern visual marketing and they do serve a place. But when we personally hold ourselves to these unrealistic standards that that's what our everyday life is supposed to look like, then everything has an added layer of fraudulent and fake influence on it. And all of that just results in everyday burnout, self-doubt, peer pressure, influence, and sometimes resentment and disgust towards how you feel about your own life. And it all stems from letting the thoughts and appearances of others control you. You're an adult. You don't have time for that. But here are four ways you can control its space in your life. Number one, block out your social media time. Create your own rhythm of when you go online and check or update your feeds. Shift your behavior to thinking of it more as checking in and then fully checking back out. This allows you to step in and step out of that world without constantly being available to the distraction or the notifications. In fact, turning off notifications is one of the most disciplined decisions you can make if you find yourself constantly pulled out from social media. You really don't need to have them on and ringing your phone constantly. Number two, have a plan. Decide on an approach for how you want to spend your social media blocks of time. If you're just going on to mentally check out, that's cool. Just make sure to be conscious of how much you're checking out for. Set a timer if you have to. The same goes for if you're going on for connecting and sharing. Have in mind the amount of time you want to do that for and stick to it. Number three, be real with yourself. If social media is a part of your content marketing or overall business connecting strategies, then definitely apply the above ways to keep it balanced. But if you're always going online just to scroll around or if it's become an unconscious boredom habit, then you need to ask yourself, is this really the best use of my time? Literally ask if looking in on the lives of what other people are doing and saying means more than progressing your own. It's totally your choice, but I'm pretty sure that there's always something more productive or enriching that you could be doing with your time. Number four, keep it all in perspective. The world is not going to stop if you don't comment right back to something within the first few minutes it was posted. It also will not stop if you don't see what others are sharing in real time constantly throughout the day. Whatever they shared can be seen later in the day or during your blocked out times, if at all. Will your day really be that much better by having to constantly keep tabs on everything going on? What does it really do for you? Be honest with yourself about the intention and motivation behind your social media patterns and ask yourself, what is it feeding? It's all in realizing you can create and determine boundaries. Social media can easily become a thoughtless habit. You end up checking it, not really because you really care, more so because you have something just to check. About two years ago, I decided to create my own boundaries with it. In addition to the list above, here are a few things I personally do. Everyone is different, and I'm not saying that these are the ways, but it just goes to show that you have permission to create your own boundaries however you want. For instance, I don't take my phone in with me when I go places with Kevin or Luna. It stays in the car. Or I just turn it off or put it on silent in case I'm with her alone or I'm driving and I feel like I might need it in case of an emergency. But the point is that I don't always have the phone available for me to grab or hear on purpose. I can check to make sure nothing tragic has happened as needed, but I'm not attached to it. I turn off all notifications on my phone. I keep email on because I want to be available to the clients who have invested in me. But other than that, I don't get pulled out of my present when someone simply likes something on one of my accounts. When I make the decision to go on, I'll see and engage then. I take the social media apps off my phone. I have a Wi-Fi-only tablet I barely use, but when I need to be on social media, I use it from there. If I need to post or message something on my phone, I just simply re-download the app, 
do what I wanted to do, and then get rid of it again. I don't lose my account, but I also keep the gateway of the app off my phone. Now I know some may think, well, it's just social media. But to many people, it has become a leash they don't even realize they're on, and I don't do leashes. So for me, I wanted to make sure it never had the chance to attach. Having a healthy perspective towards the amount of time and impact social media has on your life will ensure that you maintain an enriched sense of wellness, and you'll probably get so much more done that actually really matters to you. It may be difficult to unplug at first, but I'm pretty sure you'll start to experience new levels of your day and become addicted to that instead. Now, if you're looking for tools to help you schedule or organize social media, try utilizing um, Hootsuite, Latergram, Tailwind, or Buffer, just to name a few. They can help you maintain visibility and engagement even if you're offline. Also, one added food for thought. Many of the biggest players, the most influential circles and levels of business who are worth millions and billionaires sustainably have social media followings many influencers would be embarrassed by or they don't even personally run their account. And on that note, that's all for today's episode. 